Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact us tonight, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and find us on Gab, Gitter, and Twitter at TST double underscore radio. You can also find my books our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, and our behind-the-scenes videos over on Patreon by visiting our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. When you're on the website, you'll also see that we have a subscription service, and that includes all of our shows without the monetized advertisements you'll hear in all the other free archives on the various radio and podcast players. You'll also get access to the show early in the day when it is pre-recorded, You'll get a private RSS feed and more. Just visit our website and subscribe today. If you subscribe, if you buy a book, if you check us out on Patreon, if you grab a t-shirt on TeePublic, it supports the secret teachings and it helps to keep us on air. It is the only thing that keeps us on air. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, five nights a week. Tonight coming up in the second, third, and fourth segment, so most of the show tonight, we'll have our good friend Mike D., who has been our co-host on The Secret Teachings for about a decade now, going back to the old college radio days. And when Mike and I get together, we normally don't have a topic or a theme. We just sort of laugh and have a good conversation and see where it goes. Although I do want to focus on a theme for the first segment tonight, especially after a, a long weekend and a long couple of weeks, a long couple of months, just a long couple of years, everything that we hear about is so perceived as if it is dark and as if it's evil. Everything is um, pulling us down. Uh, everything you read in the news from the mainstream, the alternative media, everything is perceived as very, very dark, very, very weightful, very, very heavy, especially when you listen to the kinds of topics we discuss on this show late at night. It can be interpreted as even darker as even more negative. And I don't necessarily think the things we discuss on this show are negative or dark. I see how people can interpret them that way. I think that they are really neutral. And I try to provide uh, different perspectives on subjects that are really, really stale in all forms of media. I mean, we, we've been hearing all weekend once again about Elon Musk and Twitter and how Elon Musk is going to take over the internet and it's going to prevent people from speaking. It just how anybody can make these kinds of comments under the circumstances of what companies like Facebook have done for years or what companies like Twitter have done for years. I mean, look at all the accounts that are losing followers and the accounts that are gaining followers because apparently the, uh, the shadow bands have been taken off or the people that were, um, thinking they had hundreds of thousands of followers, just had bots following them. 
I mean, the, the, the audacity of some of these news outlets to make the claims they're making. Like, for example, here's one that I heard over the weekend. Uh, this is CNN. And uh, this guy is panicking on CNN, talking about, he's a media analyst, uh, David Zerwick. And he's panicking about Elon Musk owning the internet and how he's going to, to, to censor things and he's going to go after everybody and it's all Trump's fault. L- listen to this hysteric. No, I think there's a bigger problem that when we focus on the personalities of people like Elon Musk and people say, oh, I think Elon's thinking this or that. There's a bigger problem here about how we are going to control the channels of communication mm-hmm. in this country. In 1927, we had the Radio Act. 1934, the Communications Act. Congress stepped in. We made rules. FCC wasn't great, but it's still regulating the broadcast industry. You can't use vulgar language. You can't do all these things with speech. We gave over our uh, what amounts to our airwaves or our Internet waves to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. And we are in so much trouble. Because those guys believe in making money. We've already seen that with the 2016 election mm. in Zuckerberg when he was taking rubles for ads from Russia and say, oh, I think it's crazy to think they had any influence on this election. Mm. Musk is the same. Musk doesn't want it. Oh, you know, he's upset with the SEC, tried to, how dare they question him? You know what I'm saying? This is dangerous. We can't think anymore in this country. We don't have people, <laughs> no, I'm serious. We don't have people in Congress who can make regulations that can make it work. I think we can look to the Western countries in Europe for how they are trying to limit it. But you need, you need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country or we are headed to hell. We are there. Trump opened the gates to hell and now they're chasing us down. Wait, we gotta the, the, this is just total hysteria. And it's, it's all week. It's all weekend. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. In fact, uh, I wouldn't even have done shows on this topic last week if it weren't for the esoteric angle of what the blue bird represents, if it weren't for the, the esoteric component of, uh, of the Optimus robot and the transference of the soul and the spirit and consciousness out of the body into a digital platform. I try to take different angles on these things because I, I just get tired of hearing about it. I get tired of the same stale talking points from the mainstream media. I get tired of the same stale talking points from the alternative media. And even when, I mean, this weekend, I, um, for the first time in a very, very, very long time, I put my phone down and I barely touched it the entire weekend. And I think that, it, I mean, I, I think that I was able to relax better just getting rid of the phone for a little bit. I mean, I got a lot of reading done. And uh, then I get on the internet today, and this is the stuff that I'm greeted with. Uh, I, I was also, uh, I was also the witness to a little news uh, news segment here. Some of you might have heard this. Yet another, on top of uh, almost two dozen, yet another food processing plant has gone up in flames. This time in Chesapeake, Virginia. This was on Saturday. Take a listen to this. Now to breaking news in Chesapeake, where crews responded to a business fire this evening at Purdue Farms. Multiple crews helped put out the blaze. We learned from officials it happened in a soybean processing tank. You can see the tank on your screen right now. Police tell us, luckily, there were no reported injuries. So it's another soybean processing facility. One of the largest in the country also was, well, I don't know if they were the victim of accident or sabotage, but we've had almost two dozen of these facilities either one in Idaho hit by a plane. Others have exploded. Others have gone up in flames. So while you have CNN 
and the mainstream media suddenly concerned with censorship on the Internet, like this guy on CNN says, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are just concerned with earning money. Well, where were you last year or the year before last or the year before last? Where were these people when my account on Twitter was taken down? Where were these people when I was shadow banned on Facebook? They didn't care. Congress either didn't care or wasn't aware. And, 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 and furthermore, where are these people on all these food processing plants? I mean, this is, this is so consistent, and there are so many cases of this. I mean, th- there obviously is, is something more going on here than just coincidence. And uh, the alternative media that does cover it looks at it and discusses it in a way that it, it, it feels very dystopian. And uh, I, I just kind of get tired of all the dystopia. I really get tired of all the... I mean, it, to me, it's not depressing, but I know that it weighs on, on you as an audience and it, it feels depressing. So I, I want to laugh a little bit more tonight, at least to start the week out. And we should have a really good show tomorrow, by the way. I think we have, um, I think we have a, a, a very special guest coming on tomorrow from another radio network. And uh, some of you know who this person is. So I think we'll have a good show tomorrow. Uh, maybe we'll laugh a little bit on that show. I want to laugh a little bit tonight. That's why I've got my uh, good friend and co-host, Mike D, coming on. But I noticed something else, and uh, I wanted to talk about this. This was just just before the weekend. Uh, uh, 55 countries on Thursday last week co-signed with the United States what they call a Declaration for the Future of the Internet. Now, you can get a PDF copy of this declaration. It was signed on Thursday, so this is basically... Elon Musk buys Twitter, and then here's 55 countries in the United States signing a declaration for the future of the Internet. I'm going to read you what this declaration says to start out with. It says, we are united by a belief in the potential of digital technologies to promote connectivity, democracy, peace, the rule of law, sustainable development, and the enjoyment of human rights and fundamental freedoms. You notice they already throw the word sustainable development in there. So we know that this is a UN-type charter. This has nothing to do with freedom. It has nothing to do with the rule of law. It has nothing to do with peace. It has nothing to do with democracy. It has nothing to do with connectivity. It has nothing to do with the enjoyment of human rights. Quite to the contrary. It says, as we increasingly work, communicate, connect, engage, learn, and enjoy leisure time using digital technologies, our reliance on an open, free, global, inter- operable, reliable, and secure internet will continue to grow. Yet we are also aware of the risks inherent in that reliance and the challenge we face. Now, if you go back to that CNN clip I just played, this guy's talking about how we need to look to uh, countries in Western Europe to see how they regulate the internet. I mean, all of this is coming so quickly. It's, it's coming so fast. I mean, you have, you have Elon Musk announcing on the 21st that the Optimus robot is pretty much ready for action. And a year ago, less than a year ago, eight months ago, he said it just didn't work. They needed more information, more development in the AI. Now, suddenly he, on the 21st, announces the robot's ready. And then over the, uh, the, the next four days, you, you have a, a series of these um, really important stories. Like on the 24th, he confirms Neuralink is going to do human testing soon. On the 25th, the day he officially buys Twitter, You've got the announcement that Starlink is going active with major airlines. And then you've got the announcement on the, uh, this was the 28th, of a global internet pact, which is supposed to help preserve democracy, peace, 
sustainability, etc., on the internet. And it, I mean, obviously, this thing wasn't written overnight. Obviously, these talking points. I don't think these talking points were developed overnight. Uh, this is stuff that the UN put together. This is stuff the Obama administration wanted to do. I mean, they say it's a declaration for the future of the internet, but they don't say it's a declaration of independence, if you will. They say it's a declaration for the future of the internet. This is what we want the internet to be. We want it to be sustainable development. Well, there's a cue right there that you know it has nothing to do with sustainable development. It doesn't. I mean, what does an open internet have to do with sustainable development? In the same way, we ask the question: What does equality of of gender outcome have to do with making the planet a more environmentally sustainable or making our, our our existence a more environmentally sustainable thing it doesn't make a lot of sense it's just a, it's a marxist talking point and I, and i i feel sad for the people that literally think we should allow oligarchs that not elon i'm not talking about elon musk i'm talking about the, the the rich powerful corporate business and banking interests we should let these kinds of people determine what the free internet should be because that's what they're doing with things like cryptocurrency blockchain, and Web3. Who's promoting cryptocurrency, blockchain, and Web3? The big mega banks that want a cashless society. Who's promoting Web3? Do you actually know who was one of the first supporters of Web3? Was, before Elon Musk bought them, Twitter as a company. Twitter was one of the biggest supporters of Web3. And what is Web3? Web3 is supposed to be decentralized. Web3 is supposed to allow for more free speech. Web3 is supposed to open up all platforms on the internet for everybody to participate, which is what this declaration for the future of the internet says, human rights and fundamental freedoms, everybody gets to participate. I think they forget we, we had that with our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. We have that as a fundamental human right. We don't need a new declaration for the future of the internet. We don't need companies like Twitter that have censored, that have used bots, and that have shadow banned people determining that well, because things are so centralized and so censored, we need a new platform. No, you've chosen to censor. You've chosen to use bots. You've chosen to shadow ban. That's your problem. So they've created the problem, and then they're offering a solution where they're going to encourage the public and coerce the public into accepting a new digital bill of rights, which will then extinguish all true free speech, all true rule of law, all true peace, all true democracy, all true connectivity. It'll be what the corporate banking elite wants you to connect to, what they want you to see, basically a firewall like China has. Democracy is mob rule. If somebody doesn't like what you post, as long as more people dislike it than like it, you're gone. There is no peace except the peace the state manufactures by eliminating dissent. There is no rule of law except for the state, and there is no sustainable development. It's just a word. It's a talking point. It's a buzzword just like the word democracy, that allows the state to eliminate anything or anybody who isn't considered sustainable. allows the state to make people obsolete. And there are no human rights or fundamental freedoms except those which are privileges granted to you by the state. That's what the new Declaration for the Future of the Internet means. And, 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 and when you read this thing, we call for a new declaration for the future of the Internet that includes all partners who actively support a future for the Internet that is open, free, global, interoperable, reliable, and secure. And we further uh, we affirm our commitment to protecting and respecting human rights online and across digital ecosystems. They don't even protect human rights in the physical world, let alone the digital world. 
And whether this is planned or not, it feels a lot like the Patriot Act. We had warnings that there was going to be an event. Then we have the event on 9-11. And then here's the Patriot Act. Have you ever read the Patriot Act, by the way? It's, it's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages. This thing was not written overnight or in a few weeks. And the Patriot Act was, was introduced within weeks of 9-11. This thing was not written overnight. The Declaration for the Future of the Internet is only three three or so pages. This thing was not written overnight. And CNN had these talking points about the Internet way before Elon Musk purchased the company. And while they're focused on that, you've got other news outlets. I read this just wild story. You've got other news outlets that are saying the whole idea, this is an article, by the way, from the Daily Beast, uh, a really horrible article horrible article, uh, but it's a lengthy article, and it says that conspiracy theorists, they're going to use that term, conspiracy theorists believe in a plot called the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum, but doesn't really exist, they say, which is funny because the WEF actually has the Great Reset plastered all over their website, but it doesn't exist. And they say that conspiracy theorists believe that COVID-19 was used as a method by which to obtain what amounts to dystopian control over every aspect of your life. And they say, but since all of these restrictions have been lifted in most places, that means it's not true. That means you still have freedom, you still have autonomy, you still have choice, you still have ownership, the World Economic Forum doesn't own everything and, and you like it. You still have ownership and you're not a slave. I think what people forget to, to recognize is there are incremental steps and processes to obtaining that which the World Economic Forum says they, they wish to obtain. You personally might have retained your bodily autonomy, but millions of people were tricked and deceived into giving it up as part of an experiment. You still might have ownership of your items in your house and your car, but people are being slowly convinced that they should give up their car and they should buy an electric car. You won't have anywhere to plug it in. You can't drive as far. Everything you do is monitored. And by the way, Elon Musk owns most of those electric cars that he sells to you. So you still have ownership, sure, and you still have some of you bodily autonomy and you still have some freedoms, but you know what else you don't have? You don't have the perspective you had before all this happened because it's been washed away with incessant waves, no pun intended, incessant waves of COVID. Just washing away your will to resist. Washing away your right to choose. Washing away your bodily autonomy, getting you to think that it's okay in emergencies to give up your fundamental rights, to allow yourself to be restricted in movement, to allow yourself to be restricted as a free human being with bodily autonomy from intrusions by big corporations and pharmaceutical companies that want to experiment on you and your children. So the dystopia that the conspiracy theorists warn and worry about isn't the dystopia that you see in movies. The music doesn't change. The lighting doesn't change. It just becomes reality. And the so-called opposition to conspiracy theories, we call them skeptics. I don't know what that means. But the skeptics to the conspiracy theorists 
uh, and conspiracy theories see the world kind of in the same way. They're like, well, if this doesn't turn into like Blade Runner, it doesn't look the same. It doesn't have the the, the, the actors in it. Then it's not really a, a dystopia and the conspiracy theorists were wrong. And, and, and this is just kind of that, that back and forth, that hot potato that goes back and forth between these two arguments of everything's a conspiracy or nothing's a conspiracy. Some things are conspiracies. We have a long history just here in this country, but globally, of conspiracies. And, and this article goes on to, to mention that, uh, that COVID-19 was the, the, the starting point and the next phase is a cyber attack. And they go on to mock the idea in this article of a cyber attack and cyber polygon, which was the World Economic Forum cyber, uh, cyber drill, despite the fact that the FBI just put out another privacy uh, notification, private industry notification, saying that there are potentially going to be ransomware attacks on agricultural cooperatives, potentially timed to critical seasons, while we just had another food processing plant, this one also soy, in Virginia, go up in flames. Now to breaking news in Chesapeake, where crews responded to a business fire this evening at Purdue Farms. Multiple crews helped put out the blaze. We learned from officials it happened in a soybean processing tank. You can see the tank on your screen right now. Police tell us, luckily, there were no reported injuries. So just another one up in flames. Whether it's Elon Musk and Twitter, whether it's the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset and Cyber Polygon, which was a singular, a singular exercise, you know, or it's the Declaration for the Future of the Internet, all these things are really one and the same. And if you want to, you want to overcome the fear of these things, you, you really have to laugh. You know, if you don't laugh, you get really stressed and you get really worried. Things like you know, cortisol in your body—it's uh, a steroid hormone from your adrenal glands builds up and it can actually cause you to gain weight. It can cause a surge, you know, in, in appetite. So if you have too much cortisol in your body, you get, you get sick. If you laugh though, you laugh a little bit, laughter can relieve stress. Laughter can relieve, uh, 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 tension and stimulate your organs. Laughter is a good thing and we need to laugh more. It improves what we call the immune system. It can relieve pain It improves your mood it releases, uh, it releases uh, endorphins, you know, the feel-good chemicals in your body. We need to laugh more. And uh, I try to make this show funny. Uh, and I think when we have Mike D on, our good friend and co-host for 10 years, we have a little laugh. And uh, we want to talk with Mike D tonight about some things, see where the conversation goes, and have a laugh with Mike here on the show. And again, tomorrow night, we have a special guest coming up as well. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. little recap of the weekend. Let's go into the rest of the show and, and, and have a little bit of laughter. TheSecretTeachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. If you'd like to email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. There's a lot more after this. Mike D coming up here on The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. 
Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Segment number two tonight. For the first time in a while, my good friend and our co-host going back 10 years, Mike D., is joining us in this segment through the rest of the show tonight. And normally we have a theme for the show. Normally we have a specific direction, but tonight we're going to keep things light and fun, probably offensive, and we're going to just see where the conversation takes us. For those of you who don't know, Mike D., our guest slash co-host this evening, has been with us, as I said, since the beginning, going back 10-plus years to the college radio station that we began as part of a volunteer radio show that was grandfathered in at Rollins College Radio. I don't know if you know this, Mike, but the last time I went down there to Florida, they actually had bulldozed the entire radio station we started at, and they rebuilt it as a digital station, so they don't really even do a lot of uh, radio out of there anymore. It's all done through a digital platform. That was kind of disheartening to hear because we we had so much fun in that old radio station. Oh, for sure. So, um, you know how it was basically underground where you had to go down steps 
into it. Is that all gone too? Or they just, yeah, yeah. They, they bulldoze that entire part of the building. It's all gone. Cause I tried, I tried to get down into the basement. I guess part of the basement's still there, but they removed the entire radio station. It's gone. They leveled it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's sad, but things change usually for the worse, but Hey, sometimes for the better. I mean, if, if it weren't for that radio station, Mike, and it weren't for us getting kicked off the air and uh, having death threats against us and the school had to have security escort us for legal, legal liability reasons at one point, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I guess the, you know, good things do come out of uh, bad situations, right? Yeah. And don't forget the uh, ad that we put, uh, they'd rip them down to promote the show. Oh. The station. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. 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 People would, it literally, I mean, it wasn't even offensive, was it? I, I don't remember very well, but it was just like, listen to the secret teachings. Or li- At the time, it was a, the, the name of the show was even different. It was, it was called The D Show. And, you know, based off this, uh, this friend of ours named uh, Dimitri, he, he actually had the show first, and we took it over and changed the name and made it into what it is today. Yeah, we just put up flyers that would say, listen to The D Show. We talk about, like, history, magics, conspiracies. Yeah, people would rip them down, draw penises on them. Yeah, we barely got into politics back then, not not until really the end uh, when we started to talk about Obama, uh, but barely even getting into politics, uh, they would uh, rip our stuff down. Um, but I don't even think they liked us talking about friggin' Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was such a strange oh, experience. It was such a weird thing because that was really my first, I mean, I was very young, and you were obviously a lot younger too, but this was my first experience dealing with crazy political people in the real world. This was a very, very, I'm not liberal or conservative, but this was a very liberal radio station because it was a very liberal college. And in fact, Barack Obama, the president, was friends with the president of the school. So him and Michelle or Michael would come speak at the school and people would like, they would threaten me uh, or people would harass us and just say, I mean, most people love the show, but people would harass us and say nasty stuff to us because we were commenting on both George Bush and Barack Obama. And I never under, I never understood it, but that was my first experience of people threatening you, people throwing stuff at you. My car was vandalized. It was just, and, and I was just sitting there thinking, what, what am I saying? I'm, I'm attacking like everybody. And I guess one side's more violent than the other in, in retaliation. They, they can't use True. words. I, I don't know. That was my first experience. Now it's like everyday life, isn't it, Mike? It's every day. Everything you look at, everything you interact with, people are throwing things at you, spitting on you, calling you horrible names. That's how people debate nowadays. Exactly. Straight off of uh, emotions and reactions. Um, it's very bizarre. It's, uh, you, know, you think it was bad back then, but it's a hundred times worse now. These people just go off straight emotion and they're brainwashed and uh, the first reaction is if you have a sign that they don't like right they want to rip it from your hand they want to take it from you it's, it's it's so weird i think the uh the t-shirt you wore didn't you wear a t-shirt one day to that radio station it said like the three stooges didn't it it had like republicans on it too didn't it remember that t-shirt you wore i like no that, that wasn't me that was that wasn't you that was no uh-uh that might have been um forget the guy's name but he occasionally would come because you knew him and he left the state and then he came back i forget his name i think it was that guy yeah i didn't have that shirt i thought that i thought that was you for some reason but anyway we had a, we had a lot of 
a lot of introduction into what the world now has become. And we've seen in the last couple of days uh, since last week with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. We've done two shows on that now, one on the esoteric and one on the mundane. I think Musk purchased Twitter to get access to the data, although I think he does believe in free speech and he wants more people to talk because that's also more data. It's feeding the Optimus robot, and we can look at the history and the symbolism of the blue bird, as we did last week on the show, what that means. But taking all of that into consideration, the Department of Homeland Security now has what people are calling a ministry of truth. And I don't know about you, Mike, but what is this woman running this ministry of truth, Nina Jankowicz, she, she, she was, she's got like a musical number to promote this ministry of truth. There's a woman who just actively is engaged in disinformation who's now supposed to determine what the truth is. This is very scary. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the ministry of truth, we've heard that term before. I mean, is that actually what, she, what they're calling it? No, that's what uh, it's that kind of like a. That's what it's being called on social media. It's not an actual ministry okay. of truth, no. <laughs> Right, uh, but it's but it does it's doing the same thing as uh, what Goebbels did and what Stalin did. Oh, their yeah. ministry of, of truth, which is uh, saying things that they're calling disinformation, uh, blocking freedom of speech and things that they disagree with as disinformation. So I don't agree with you. So that's just disinformation. <laughs> well, that's what it's called. It's called a disinformation board. So it, to me, it sounds like a Politburo. It's four or five powerful people that get to determine what the truth is. Just like they have in communist China, you know, just like they had in Stalin's Russia. It's a, it's a board of directors that get to determine what the truth is. Which, by the way, as crazy as this Nina Jankowicz woman is, we, we can play the little song that she sang. The, the woman that is the literal, she is the head lawyer at Twitter. The top lawyer at Twitter was breaking down in tears, crying, like physically crying because she could no longer censor people on the platform. Can you believe that? What is wrong with these people? Uh, again, running off pure emotion. Uh, something's not right in the brain there with, the, with these people. It's just very bizarre. It's the same people that after a Black Lives Matter, the, the founder and the co-founder uh, get busted buying $8 million mansions, mm -hmm. uh, these same people still have signs in their front yard that says uh, support Black Lives Matter. It's just, they, they just refuse to see any type of truth or to look at things uh, right down the middle. They have their ideology and they just, and that's all they believe. It's, it's, very, it's very bizarre. They don't think rationally. They don't think objectively. They just, go off pure emotion and it's like that selfish mentality of like, I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong. No, I don't want to listen to you. No, 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 no. This is what I believe. I believe this. I believe this. I, I will believe this till I die. It doesn't matter what the facts are. <laughs> well, that's, Craziness, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because I was reading, uh, I did a show on Friday about uh, blood. I called it holy blood, holy hell. And we talked about uh, the Megan Fox story, which is kind of reoccurring. She just gave another interview for Glamour about the drinking of the blood and on that show, I read a, an article that was, there was a statement from the church or the temple of Satan, or whatever they call it. And they said that the basis of modern Satanism to them, other Satanists I know disagree, is what they call scientific rationality. And so what scientific rationality is, is basically postmodernism, which means nothing matters. There, there's no such thing as a fact 
There's no such thing as reality. Everything is purposeless and pointless. So you should probably just live your life to the fullest, experiencing things with the most pleasure, with the most intensity, because that's all that matters and you're just going to die anyway. And I think it's that scientific rationality, that postmodernism, that drives the modern emotional hysterical response to things that people don't don't like, don't like to, to, to be associated with, don't like to see, don't like to hear. It's total hysteria. Right. Well, the, the you know, Satanism is about me, 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 selfishness. I am God. You know, I can do what I want. There is no God. I am God. You'd be, These others, you'd be putting your place you pretty, you'd be putting your place pretty fast if you start doing things like practicing black magic to, to bind your political opponents like that, that one book I found up there in uh, Portland teaching people how to use magic to bind Republicans literally, which I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of bad people in the world. They're not all Republicans. I, I don't know how you form rituals just to target Republicans. That's like delusional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That kind of, that kind of magic that comes back. The negative comes back to you twofold. So let them, let them practice that way yes, of, of thinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, because they're fools. And just like this Megan Fox where, you know, a lot of these blood rituals, uh, the people that are actually in power that do them, they keep it secret. The only ones that really come forward and speak about it because they're just dumb and they just want attention and uh, there's another agenda involved are Hollywood stars like Megan Fox and like um, uh, the Tomb Raider. Uh, Angelina lady. Jolie. Her name? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's so other... it's like it's like it's like I'm the cool factor, but then again, then it's the target audience, right? Or young females be like, oh, what is she talking about? Blood ritual? Let me see this sex magic. Oh, let's let's try this out. You know, it's just like, uh, and again, it's the same people that are you know basing their lives off entertainment and Hollywood fall for this stuff. So oh, but yeah. that's a, a, a total, total another agenda. And that's, it's weird, too, because when she said in the interview for Glamour that they, they drink each other's blood, she's like, it's not a goblet of blood. It, it's just little drops. But when we do it, she didn't say it was for sex or it was a fetish. She said it was for a ritual. Here, I've actually got the audio. I'll play you real quick here. This is uh, Megan Fox from the Glamour magazine uh, interview. Each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like game of thrones drinking each other's blood it's just a few drops just a few but yes we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes for ritual purposes and then and then she's like this you know the machine gun kelly guy he's crazy he'll just rip his chest open and tell her to drink his blood only (laughs) it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like take my soul let me bleed on you take my soul let me bleed on you what a healthy relationship i just yeah i just lowered my iq by listening (laughs) to that i mean she is just dumb and she is a, a horrible actress and the other guy came off as Mr. Tough Guy, did a whole diss song on Eminem, and then Eminem came back and just put him in his place, and then all of a sudden he's wearing like pink panties on stage uh, singing with a guitar. He's no longer a rapper, a tough boy, you know, <laughs> thug rapper. It's just unbelievable, man, the fakeness of these people. <laughs> Once Hollywood gets their talons into you, I mean, she she was a horrible actress, but at least she was... 
I mean, she she looked like a woman. Now they put like a clown mask on her. She looks like a literally. I don't. How's this glamour magazine? She looks like a clown with this makeup on. That's not a. They that's not empowering. For some reason, yeah. Some reason with the millions and millions of dollars they they have, they can't find a plastic surgeon that does knows how not to stretch <laughs> their face back so they look like a plastic clown. It's like, uh, are they all going to like the same doctor? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's 2022. I mean, you, uh, I think there's other means of uh, getting rid of wrinkles and whatnot than actually stretching your face and putting uh, tons of plastic in your face. I, 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 who knows? She's, she's a Barbie girl. Life's fantastic and plastic. Is what she looks like. It's so weird. So it like, sounds like an idiot. No, she actually she kind of sounds when you. Li- this is how that that either it's voice fry or it's that really dumb behavior, and it kind of sounds like Alexandria Cortez a little bit. Has that that dumb low IQ kind of kind of speech? Right. Yeah, it's kind of like some of the words, like the words are slowed down and extended vowels. Yes, you know. Yes, uh, it's just that weird tone. Short attention spans. How about we play the uh, the Nina Jankowicz video? It's thirty seconds. You want to hear that that musical number again from the new czar of the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board? I really don't. But for our <laughs> listeners, they need to hear it. So go ahead and play it. Let me play it, and then I've got a special treat for you. I have I reverse speeched some of the audio. And uh, I found something really crazy. So here's the, the, the so that it's called the Disinformation Governance Board. This is the woman heading it. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh! What in the actual f was that? How? How? I don't even know what to say. It sounds like she's a. Uh street performer at Disney World. That's exactly what I thought. I really thought birds and deer were going to come out of the background and start dancing and jumping around. It sounded like a Disney musical number. Right. And she even like changed her voice and her pitch of her voice. And I don't know. Is that supposed to be like an English sort of accent? See what that? Yeah, because it's based based off the Mary Poppins uh, super California. So she's throwing in like an English accent and it's just it's bizarre. Bizarre. Now, okay, I, I did reverse speech on this. I've been getting it after I did the show with David Oates. You know, he was encouraging people to go out and do reverse speech. So I started doing some reverse speech. I did one on uh, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, the guy from the Snake Venom documentary. And then I did some reverse speech last night on this. Uh, and uh, well, actually, it was over the weekend. And so at the end of it, where she says, wallet, voice, or vote. Listen to this, and then you tell me what you think she says. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what it was. Just you tell me what you think she says backwards. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's the Ford. Wallet, voice, or vote. Wallet, voice, or vote. Wallet, voice, or vote. And then here's the backwards. Scrambles your fiddle. Scrambles your fiddle. Scrambles your fiddle. All right. What did that sound like to you? Oh, I can't really tell, man. You can't tell. Okay, to me, 
If you listen to it, it sounds like scrambles your kiddo. Scrambles your kiddo. Scrambles your kiddo. Sounded like scrambles your kiddo to me, which creeped me out a little bit. Yeah, I can hear. I can hear that for sure. These people are are just. I don't even know if they're people. What? How, how your top lawyers at Twitter are crying? Megan Fox is an influencer with a plastic face drinking somebody's blood, and the woman that runs a disinformation governance board is singing about disinformation like she's in a Disney musical. It's it's almost like the world ended at some point recently, and we've slipped into some alternate dimension of hell. I, I, I'm so confused about what's going on. I, I just don't even know what to say anymore, Mike. She's got another video out there where she's performing. I don't know what it is. It's a comedy club or something. And uh, she says, who do I have to F uh, to get some power or to get uh, uh, something? Um, I don't know what, what exactly she said, but she did say, who do I have to F to get something? Who, and the, I was the, ne- like, the Nina Jankovic woman? Yes. Yep. There's another video out there. She's at like a comedy club. She's doing stand up or something. Yes. Uh, and she says, who do I have to F to, I don't know uh, what in context, I think it's like power or something, but yes, I saw that like two days ago. I I, I honestly don't even know what to say. I, well, I, I just feel like retiring is what I feel like. You know, I, <laughs> it's not even funny anymore. It, it, it could be, that's how far this has gone. I, what does this mean? Where, where are we headed? What, what, what's going to happen? Like, I mean, we used to talk about things like this on radio and it was all off in the distance. And now this is just every single day we see this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we used to talk about things and, you know, what was going on and, for the most part, back in the day, you know, we talked politics, but what we were focused on were the paranormal. And then we started getting into uh, the trafficking of children, which yeah, kind of led yeah. back into the politics, right? And then we saw some of the, you know, fallacies of uh, these religious institutions and the trafficking they were doing too. Um, but never, you know, I and mean, we've worked in politics sometimes, but over the course of the last, I guess, what, maybe six, seven years, the politics has, has taken over as in, uh, because of the uh, basically destruction of the Constitution and the, just the strange things that have been happening in the last couple of years. I mean, we're the most prosperous nation in the world, and now they, people are, are saying, and uh, there's you know tons of social media posts about uh, we're we're going to have a food shortage, and uh, you know. Of course, it seems like it's designed. Uh, how can we be the most prosperous nation in the world and have food shortages? Well, you, we, have, we have so much food in the world today. I mean, in the United States, well, we throw about 40% of it out. Another huge percentage of it gets left in the field. And we still have an abundance of food. And there's an abundance of food around the world. In fact, back in like the, it was back in the 50s or 60s, Mike, maybe even um, early 50s, we were told that the three and a half billion people on this planet would not be sustained with our resources and that people would start starving to death in mass by the end of the century. Not only did that not happen, we've more than doubled the population and we have like quadruple the amount of food. So we have so much food, we don't even know what to do with it. And in places like sub-Saharan Africa, the reason they don't have food is because of things like civil war, 
because of warlords. They don't have food because of things that are based on not climate change, but based on uh, things that are relating to their, their society, the, the lack of governmental structure, the lack of, of agriculture. There's so much food in the world, we don't even know what to do with it. So when we talk about not having enough food, we don't even really understand what that means in the West, but I think it's really conditioning people to accept this artificial scarcity. I think so too. I think so too. I was at the pet store a couple of days ago and they had um, pet snacks for pets that are, I mean, actually a guy gave me a sample, which I'm not giving it to my dog yet, but it's called Cricket Crave, sustainable and humane cricket protein powder with oats and sweet potato and other plant-based ingredients for your dog. Now you're saying crickets as an insect? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why we. Why, why do we need to eat insects? Why do we need to eat uh, cockroaches or drink cockroach milk? Like, has anybody ever been to the store and seen how cheap oats are or how cheap lentils are? They're they're literally dirt cheap. Yeah, I'm still pushing that. You know, it's so funny because we just see the lies with this uh, Beyond Meat garbage. Yeah, total trash where uh, they throw in all this, this disgusting binders and fillers with this, uh, you know, fake meat. And it's just totally gross. I mean, you, you know, a while back I was talking about, I can't believe uh, Burger King uh, has stayed open through all this uh, nonsense because <laughs> it's like one of the worst. Bastards. Well, the one uh, that was around me that's been open for, uh, got, since I was a teenager. So you're doing like 18 years, 19 years finally closed and I drove by it. I saw that it was closed. I was like, Jesus, I called that out 10 years ago. Yeah. Finally, finally closed. You've been telling me that for years. You've always asked me like, how is Burger King still open? <laughs> well, look, uh, look at these companies yeah. like Subway. I mean, they pay, they pay like Serena Williams and they pay Stefan Curry for their eat fresh reset. It's still the same exact garbage. There's still yoga mat plastic in the bread. It's still like mayonnaise packaged vegetables. It's still disgusting. It's not a, you're not eating fresh. Like a lab in Canada found that most of the meat at Subway that all the meatheads eat thinking like, yeah, I'm getting my protein. 50% of it's tofu. It's soy. It's sub- right. these, these companies are so deceptive. It's disgusting. Eat fresh, was refresh. It tuna, was, it, was it the tuna fish that uh, uh, they basically could not determine what type of meat it was in the yeah. tuna fish. Yeah, there wasn't any tuna in it. it was yeah, more, they just, uh, this is a big question mark about what you're eating. Yeah, the tuna fish, that was a separate story. The, the, the chicken that was tofu or the chicken that was soy goes back like five, six years. And then, yeah, the, uh, the tuna fish was a more recent lawsuit. They're like, yeah, we, the lab said we can't identify tuna DNA at all. There's not even like a little bit. There's no tuna in it. <laughs> well, well, what is it? Well, we don't know. Question mark. <laughs> We're not really we'll sure. Pay you five million dollars if you don't talk about this to the public. I mean, I thought I thought the Chipotle guy, the guy that founded Chipotle, I thought he was a good guy at first because he wanted to he wanted to do things local, he wanted to do things organic, he wanted to do things fresh, and then it wasn't even like the the E. coli issue, which I think was corporate sabotage. It was people that got mad at Chipotle because when they would travel and go to other Chipotles, they'd be like. Hey, why doesn't the cheese taste the same? And he and the guy that founded Chipotle was like, because we use local things and we make it fresh, so it tastes different. We don't have like 
packages of powder that we put milk in and it turns to cheese. And people were like, we don't care. We, we, we just want the processed stuff that tastes exactly the same up north as it does down south. And I thought that was, that was sad. I mean, the public just really wants processed garbage. They don't want something that's... And then, and then of course, that guy leaves Chipotle and they just... I mean, it's not probably as bad as McDonald's, but McDonald's used to own Chipotle. I think they were behind the corporate sabotage, but I don't know. Chipotle was a weird yeah, they, situation. Yeah, they owned it for a little bit and they sold it, which was weird in itself. But then all of a sudden, I think you're right with the corporate sabotage of um, trying to waylay that company. Um, but uh, it's funny, though. <clears throat> I was in there like a week or so ago, and they raised the prices for everything. Chipotle did? For like a... Yeah, for like a steak bowl, it's like ten ninety five. Well, if they're if they're having to raise the prices, that's probably why your Burger King went out of business. Burger King just couldn't keep up. The king was out of money. We we got to go to break, Mike. I'm Ryan Gable, Mike D, our good friend, long term co host. We're just having an open conversation tonight. I don't know where it's going to go. Stay with us in the next hour. We'll continue it right here on the Secret Teachings. Rd Gable at yahoo.com, The Secret Teachings info. Tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. Why do you have to go to court? Well, you play, te- you play tennis on a court, play basketball on a court. Uh, how, do you, how do you play tennis on a court? You play with a racket. I mean, the whole entire thing is a racket. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world in the free archive on the website or on the many radio and podcast players. If you are listening to us on one of those podcast or radio players, please leave us a review. Let us and other people know what you think of the show. Plus, you can also... Send us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com and let us know what you think of the show. Topics, guest ideas, whatever, rdgable at yahoo.com. We're also on Gab, Gitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and Twitter, TST double underscore radio, TST double underscore radio on Twitter. Our website has my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, Patreon, and our monetized free archive with montages, my digital books, and more, www.thesecretteachings.info. And normally we have a theme and a topic for the show tonight. It's sort of an open platform, an open mic night. We're joined by my very good friend and long, long-term co-host of The Secret Teachings, Mike D. Mike was with us at the very beginning, the inception of The Secret Teachings, when we used to be... Uh, removed or kicked out or threatened from an old college radio station. And uh, because of all that that stuff that we went through, we've uh, found ourselves in a much better place today, of course. So, uh, you know, when you have uh, trials that make you stronger, uh, that's, that, that, that's what builds a better world. That's what builds a better person. If everything is just a pure utopia, you don't learn anything and uh, you don't grow. We need adversity because, uh, you know, if you have adversity, that breeds men, as the saying goes. And when you have just a plushy, utopian uh, existence, that breeds monsters, uh, also as the saying goes. Again, Mike D is with us. Mike, in this hour, we can talk about anything you want to talk about, anything that's on your mind, controversial or otherwise. What do you want to discuss? Yeah, I mean, we can go back and talk about how we were talking about uh, these folks that respond with violence and emotional reaction. There is a freedom caravan in Portland that was just attacked by Antifa. They were throwing uh, projectiles uh, from an overpass at these cars and trucks. And then also there was a report that shots were fired. So again, 
<clears throat> this is just a peaceful protest of of, care, of a caravan pro, uh, protest, and the Antifa is a, is attacking and throwing projectiles, which could definitely cause injury or death, especially for cars that are traveling and you're throwing something over an overpass at their windshields or whatnot. It's just ridiculous. Again, acting off of sheer violence and emotion. Well, a lot of this is, you know, when you, you look at the psychology of a teenager, they have an instinct, a natural inclination to rebel. So, I mean, for example, in like nutritional studies, uh, scientists and doctors have found that if they, if they phrase healthy eating in a way where they kind of they convince the, the teenager that eating healthy is like sticking it to the man, it's sticking it to the big corporations that lie, they can actually get teenagers to eat more baby carrots as opposed to a lot of processed foods made by big food manufacturers. But it's the same thing when, when we're talking about what could be interpreted as political subjects or political things or social justice, social injustice. People think that, well, if there's injustice, that's wrong. So those young people who feel that way have, that, they have themselves taken advantage of by people that are using them as a political tool to advance a political agenda and they, they basically turn into red guards that are given total authority to go rape and to go pillage. And if the police are being told to stand down and the mayor refuses to do anything and the prosecutors don't prosecute them, there's no consequences for the crime. Then that's why people like uh, those people in Antifa and that's why places like Portland just turn into absolute nightmares and places where, you know, good people don't want to live anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, people on Antifa just looking at the police uh, reports and mugshots. They're not teenagers. I mean, they're in their late 20s, early 30s, uh, and there are a lot of them out there. And it's so funny when you see these Portland mugshots of these Antifa. Are they professors? And they're all, and they're all yeah, they're all squared up next to each other. You just look at them, and they all look the same. It's so bizarre. It's just so weird. Like face tattoos and purple hair and just like awkward faces. It's just, it's just well, weird. A, a lot of them, not only are a lot of them professors, but I read a statistic about 80% of them are white upper middle class. So they're not even people that have been wronged by society. They're people that have money or they come from families that have money and they're entitled and they think that that gives them a right to fight for, quote, equality by burning buildings and attacking people. I mean, it's just so strange that our country has produced so much wealth and so, so there's so, literally just so much opportunity that because people don't have context to the rest of the world, like, I don't know, a caste system in India or an apartheid state in Israel, they think America is such a bad place to live. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And yet we have a president that whispers in, into the mic. I saw a collage <laughs> of videos of him whispering into the mic, and it's just so bizarre. It's like, are, are you kidding me? That's why I was like looking at it, and I was like, you know what? The age of the president should be limited. So uh, I guess what's the retirement age, like 65 or something? I think the max that you can be at president the age-wise should be like, 65, you know, I mean, because you want a president that's, he, that's vigorous, you know, that has the mental capacity to run and to leave the United States, not some old man 
you know, and this is, this is Trump too. So I'm speaking on Trump too. Cause I know he's like 77, something like that. Close to that. Uh, you shouldn't have these old men running the country. It's just, well, isn't it just, bizarre. isn't it just ironic anyway? It's like, it's, it's bad for a white man to be in charge unless they're a liberal white man. You can have an old, rich, white man be president as long as they're an old, rich, blue, white man. It's very confusing. Right, yeah. For some people. Oh, by, by, the, by the way, I mean, you're, you're right. A lot of those Antifa, uh, uh, let's call them Antifa scum up in Portland, a lot of those people are older. It's not... I'm not saying they're all teenagers. What I was alluding to is that a lot of the... It's the mindset... Of of that um, that rebellion that gets that gets stuck because they either they're on drugs that stunts their development or they're literally brainwashed at university. So what was a a natural rebellion as a teenager becomes the the only thing that they know. So they 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 get older. They might not be teenagers anymore, but they've they've had their development totally arrested, and they basically are 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 mentally retarded in terms of development. True. Or it's also, it's, uh, you know, there's some parts of rage and anger because that underwater basking d- degree is not making them, <laughs> you know, $90,000 a year fresh out of school. So now they're in debt, you know, they're working at, um, Starbucks, uh, wherever, fight the man. Starbucks or enterprise rent a car and they're just pissed off. So they work, you know, they go home and they play video games and, you know, and join Antifa, and there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> I don't know about you, but maybe it's um, I'm I'm 31 now, so maybe it's my age, possibly. But when I go to the store, and it's very rare that I go to a, a store where I have to like ask for help. I usually just go to the grocery store, and that's it. But the few times since I've moved here to Tucson, I've gone to the store. I ask people where things are, and and they're usually young kids. Some of them are young adults, but nobody has a clue. Like I, even the bathroom. Where's the bathroom? Uh... Um, let me look it up on my phone. It, and, and I, I have a friend here in Tucson who actually he he lived he worked at the same grocery store I did up up in New York when I lived there. And the other day he was telling me he said somebody gave him a gift card to Home Depot, and he likes to build things. So he said he goes to Home Depot, and he was looking for some kind of like wooden uh, soldering type device. And he said, um, where where are the woodworking tools? And he said the guy just stands there like with an open mouth and is like, uh, um. Uh, um, let me, uh, I get, I have to ask somebody. It's like, you work at Home Depot, the whole store's wood. I don't know. I feel like people are getting dumber or maybe these companies are trying to hire dumb kids because the turnover rate's high and they don't have to pay them anything. Right. And they don't care. And they don't you know? care. I mean, I think every generation complains about customer service, but I think we're at, sure, we're at sure. a point here. We're at a point here where this is, uh, as, as, as bad as it's, you know, and it's possibly going to get even worse yeah, uh, yeah. from uh, these these kids working today that just don't care. I don't. I'd rather not have a job at all. Would rather just have the government pay them to stay home and play video games. Well, look, like a hundred years ago, the average work week was eighty hours. Eighty hours. Now people are bitching about twenty hours part time work. A friend of mine, um, a friend of mine who knows someone that we we'd gone to high school with, um, and he he worked at a little restaurant up in Morgantown, West Virginia, and we we, we always, we've been joking around because this guy is he worked twenty hours a week at this restaurant. He had he took like four fifteen minute breaks throughout those in those couple hours he worked a day, 
And he quit the job because he said 20 hours was just too much. He was getting burnout syndrome. So they create they create all these these clinical psychological disorders. You've got burnout syndrome. You work too long. It's like I get jobs don't care about you, but 40 hours a week and not having you know a lot of money, sure, but you, you still have a lot more. It's the context that matters than most people in the rest of the world. Being poor in this country is wealth in most other countries. We have so much abundance here in America. Yeah, agreed. I think in the last couple of years, too, I've also driven more defensively when I'm out on the road. Uh-huh. Uh, because there's just, there's just uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm distracting these morons. Uh, Maybe. But uh, these people that are just driving recklessly, not looking, changing lanes, not looking, uh, running red lights, running stop signs, um, either going super slow or super fast. Uh, it's just, it's, it's craziness. Well, they uh, pr- I'm always. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just driving totally defensively. Maybe maybe it's like when I I played so I grew up in St. Pete, Florida, and I played in a a, a baseball league there, Mike. And uh, you remember a place called Beefo Brady's in Florida? Yes, yeah, they yeah. still have them around. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were still around. So we yeah we used to go to Beefo Brady's after the baseball games, and I remember this this one time we went. I mean, I this is one of the earliest memories I have of my childhood. We 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 go to the Beefo Brady's, and all there's like five or six teams there or whatever. And they're giving out trophies, and everybody got a trophy, literally. And I remember thinking, like, I, I mean, I had no perspective or context to this, but I remember thinking, well, we didn't win the championship, but that's, that's not fair that we also get the trophy. We didn't win. Why do we get the trophy? And I don't know, that was like maybe a start to this. Maybe these people that are driving like that are getting their license because, well, they, they, at least they showed up to the DMV. They didn't have to take the test. They just showed up, so they got the license. Right. Yeah. I totally think in times of, like, under the, the stress that the, the population has that has been under in the last couple of years, like with the fake pandemic, um, with the um, uh, a fraudulent election, with uh, rising costs, people are, are more stressed, um, and they're driving stress also. But 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 hold on a second. I thought that there was no inflation. I thought that things were better. I thought that we've got more jobs now than ever. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to pad your stats when you're like when you've you've blown everything up and then you build everything back again better. So if you if I if I blow up a school and then I rebuild the school, I can tell people, hey, I built a school. I'm a good guy. Yeah, but I also blew the school up before I built it. That's classic yeah, fallacy, economic fallacy. It's the broken window fallacy. Break the window to create more jobs, but now you've broken a window and you've actually taken money out of other people's pockets. Complete stupidity. Yeah, but they're not even building more jobs here. I mean, if you just take a look at if you have a four hundred one k, just take check your check your account and you'll see that your money has gone down. Unless you had a hundred percent of your money in. Uh, non-affected, non-inflation-affected bonds. Uh, but most people have diversify their portfolios, and they're going to see a hit. They're going to just log in. You're going to see a hit to your 401K because the S&P and the down are at their worst level since April of 1970. But yet this clown gets on TV and says, no, we're okay. The economy is growing. 
there's no recession. There's no inflation. It's just total clown world. Well, part of that's because what happens is they're like, look, we created a new job, a disinformation governance board, and we put Nina Jacobinch in, in, in charge of it. Okay, but you, you created a new government job. You decimated yes. thousands of other jobs to pay for this new job. That, that's Doesn't the Department classic. of Homeland Security have like uh, thousands and thousands of people employed under the Department of Homeland Security? All government jobs? Uh, again, not needed. <laughs> not needed. I mean, I, I remember when uh, I think it was early on in Trump's presidency, there was this story I read. And uh, again, I'm not like a supporter of Trump. I just remember reading this story that he said, like Trump cleaned, he gutted some part of the, the federal government where they were they were doing like paperwork on Y2K. That was the people's jobs. You remember that? From 16 years ago, they were still doing paperwork on Y2K. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Obama uh, Care website that uh, spent like millions of dollars on a website because it kept going down. There was problems. Okay, uh, a website that cost millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> well, it's just that's all that money they invest in all the alternative energy, solar energy, wind energy. And you got windmills that just fall apart. They've got gas generators to power them, the, the solar grids. Like it works if you live in Tucson, but it doesn't work if you live pretty much anywhere else in the country because there's, and if you have direct sunlight, it works, but there's no battery uh, power to, or there's no battery capacity to power these things. Like the, the average battery capacity is a few minutes. So you dump tens of millions into producing this stuff rather than research and development to make the battery life longer. So companies end up taking the millions of dollars and they make bank with it, and then they bail out, and then the company fails. That happened with Obama under his administration with a bunch of solar uh, uh, solar companies. I mean, it, it's all just a big scam. It's paying people off, and it's all supposed to make you think we care about the environment, we care about you, we care about businesses. Meanwhile, it's just a big, uh, it's a big, uh, 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 let's call it a big club of raping and pillaging, and you're not in it. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, someone can confirm this, a uh, listener out there, but Someone posted a picture of Al, Al Gore's mansion. It's like an eight million dollar mansion in California, uh -huh. I believe. And there's not uh, any solar. He's like missing solar panels. It's like, where's the solar panels? <laughs> well, he doesn't need the solar panels, Mike. He's Al Gore, and he. Uh, yeah. I mean, wh why would Al Gore have solar panels? He gets to determine how you live your life. You don't get to ask questions, and that's been fact checked by Nina Jankovic. That's that's a false story. <laughs> It's like these stars that say, you know, we the people should pay to re uh, for carbon taxes to reduce climate change. But uh, I, as a as a Hollywood star, will still fly in my private jet uh, <laughs> using using uh, you know airplane fuel. There's no electronic uh, jets or planes out there, right? So are your private jets flying around? Well, it's it's also elitism. I I saw this lady. I was taking a walk through the day, and I saw this lady. I might have told you this. This lady was driving an electric car, and she rolls up to the mailbox. This other woman's standing there, and they 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 talk for a minute. And the woman's like, "You should really get an electric car." And the other woman said, "I, I can't really afford it." She's like, "Well, you know, with this, as expensive as gas is, it'll be worth it to buy one." And I thought, 
the, the car this woman was driving, I, I think it was it was coming in about fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and I thought, what an arrogant, elitist thing to say. People can barely afford to put gas in their car, and you're telling people if you want, which is what our, our transportation secretary said, booty gig, the guy that had the gay the gay club for kids, which was really weird and and, and perverted. He's like, just buy an electric car if you don't like the price of gas. I mean, how how much more arrogant can these people get? People that can't afford food, they can't afford gas. Well, if you don't like it, just buy an electric car. They're eighty thousand dollars. A cheap one's like right. fifty. I can't afford that. Exactly. A cheap one is like yeah, a cheap one's fifty sixty. It's like exactly the the air. I heard him say that, and others in that administration say that. I'm just like, my God, that's. That's 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 revolution talk when they start talking to the public. Oh like yes, that. it is. Well, it's been it's been revolution time for a long time, but that's the the, the arrogance. It's like, and again, it's these people, these Hollywood people. These I know you like him. He's got some funny skits. Uh, Larry David. I used to like him back in the day. Also, I don't like him anymore because I've seen through some of the propaganda in his shows, but. There's a funny story about this guy posted about Larry David. He was at, uh, behind him at a golf course, uh, super ritzy golf course, where it's just a driving range and a practice putting green. So he's up to the front, and he's like, uh, well, how much for a, a bucket of balls? And the lady's like, $11. He's like, oh, $11 for a bucket of balls. He, and the lady was like, well, it's been that way for the past eight years. It's been $11. He's like... Oh, well, it'd be so much easier, you know, if I gave, if it'd be, if it was $10, because then I can give you, you know, uh, I can give you 20 and just give me the 10 back, but, uh, you know, but $11, I'm just thinking, and the guy was behind him and he was basically listening to Larry David as the person, basically the same as the actor. Yeah, it's really him. (laughs) And it's really him, just cheap and, and arrogant and, um, uh, so he told the story, and I was like, "This guy's complaining. He's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's complaining about eleven dollars." He ma- he made a almost of, of golf balls. I think eight hundred million dollars on the syndication of Seinfeld. It's just like these. What, what the mindset of these people? It's just you should ridiculous. Drive, you should drive an electric car. Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you get the energy into that car? Well, I plug it in, and how does the energy get to the plug? Um. Uh, power plants and how do they power those power plants uh, coal yeah. right so get the hell out of here exactly how does your fueling station charge the car oh I don't know magic Zeus <laughs> Zeus charges it rainbows it's ra- I figured it out it's rainbows yeah Thor's, uh, Thor's hammer charges it with the electricity from it uh, let me ask you a question what is the deal with like like I actually have this in my book, Occult Arcana, which is on the website at the Secret Teachings. Done in for this big compilation of occult material I put together, and I, I I had a section on unicorns. And if you read about the unicorn, there there's not a tremendous amount of history about it, but the unicorn is a very sexual symbol. And the only way that you could subdue the unicorn, Mike, is if you have a young woman, usually a virgin, go out into the woods, and she has to bare her naked breasts. And the unicorn comes up and, and it's, it's, it's not a joke. This is the myth. The unicorn will come up and lay its head on this woman's naked chest. And it has to do with the purity of the virgin because the unicorn is a pure creature. So it's not necessarily meant to be perverted, but he puts the unicorn horn on her breasts. And that, that's how you capture the unicorn in the mythology. 
and like that that pure creature of the the mythological unicorn and something like a rainbow that God will not flood the earth again, rainbows that kids used to draw over their houses in second grade in art class. Somehow, for some reason, that has been associated with like emojis of feces, and that's all that kindergarten and preschool teachers wear on their clothes and their backpacks. What is this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, trying to explain the mentality of these of these teachers. You can't where they where they want to promote uh, these sexual ideas to ch- to children. I, I just I, I don't understand it. I, I can't and I can't explain it either. Is no, it something you can't? You cannot. They, I like what is the rationale behind explaining sexuality to a, a kindergarten? Well, here, here's an here's an example. You know, Oklahoma just banned Oklahoma on birth certificates just banned binary, so you can't label your kid on your birth certificate in Oklahoma as binary. I know. I read. I but just read that. It was, before before it was on there, right? So your your son or daughter comes out with the part that you know it's a son or daughter, but yet some parents were putting on their birth certificates uh, as babies that their kid is binary. What is that? Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to some of those teachers from the t- from the libs of TikTok, and it's not a conservative yeah. or it's not a conservative or liberal thing. I mean, most no. most Democrats are now centrist because these people on the left have gone so far they've fallen off the edge. I, I've been listening to some of those clips, and I just I just pulled up a few here, and I actually found um, uh, that that website Amaze. Have you heard about the Amaze website and what it teaches children? No. Mm-mm. Here, listen. Listen to this. This is from the website. Some schools are using this, but they're encouraging children to go here to learn about their sexuality. This is for young kids, and the video that goes along with this audio, and we got to take a break in a second. The video that goes along with this audio is like cartoons for kids. Listen to this. Yes, it's normal. Lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. That's for kids. Oh my. God, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You think that one's bad? Here, listen to this one. Whether oral sex counts as sex is really up to you. Generally, through the ages, sex was assumed as vagina penile sex. But and it goes on from there. We'll play that in the next segment. What 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 is going I'm on? Tell, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Ryan. You know, I know, you, I know, you don't like the statement, <laughs> but uh, the the actors you know, and reading that those scripts. On the train. <laughs> well, when I see people doing this, like if you're doing this to kids, you need to be curb stomp. You need to bite the curb is what needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, straight, straight on the train. Exactly. This is perversity. The, you call it pedophilia, perversity, debauchery, Sabatian Frankism. I mean, these people are psychotic on a level that is really incomprehensible. I mean, it's like the whole world is turning into Weimar Germany in the 20s. And from inflation to this kind of perversity in schools, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More with Mike D. after this here on the broadcast. rdgable at yahoo.com. rdgable at yahoo.com. Thesecretteachings.info. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. Final segment with Mike D. coming up.
do all the exploring you want, you're not all the drilling into the earth you want, you're not going to find hell. You can take spaceships, uh, you're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to email us, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and Twitter, TST underscore underscore radio. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. Our good friend and very long-time co-host, Mike D., is joining us this evening. Final segment of The Secret Teachings tonight. Some of what we've discussed tonight in this open forum, none of this is scripted, none of this is written down. We're just having a conversation. 
uh, to start the week out on the secret teachings. And uh, I was playing some clips earlier. We've been discussing some things that we've talked about before, so I hope it's not too stale for some of you. But I really don't think that some of these clips can get too stale, no matter how many times you hear them. It is amazing. It is incredible that people can be such low-life degenerates that they accept these types of job gigs. For example, what we played these clips from Amaze.com, encouraging children to watch porn. Listen to this. Yes, it's normal. Lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. Find out more about porn right here on Amaze. I mean, I immediately went to Amaze.com and I typed in porn. I wanted to learn about it. What do you think, Mike? It's right there, it's right there and it's free. <laughs> my God. Yeah, incest oh my porn. God. Incest porn. You can just right there. Just click on it. <clears throat> well, we know this is a, a total a total agenda. It's not, it's really, it really, can, you know, it's shocking because you're hearing it uh, because it used to be hidden, right? And to sub, sub, subvert uh, hiddenly through a subliminal messages, uh, you know, in movies and music. Now it's just like, they don't, they don't even need to put, uh, show dongs in Disney movies anymore. And it just, <laughs> it's right out there in the open. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it, yeah, exactly. It's right out in the open and it's, it's basically 1920s Weimar Germany, runaway inflation, runaway homelessness, runaway, literal perversity, hardcore homosexual, pornography given to children in the streets, demeaning and degrading German women, demeaning and degrading German men, demeaning and degrading German children, demeaning and degrading German families, literally allowing feces and trash to populate in the streets in places like Berlin, having drag shows, transgenders, transvestites. It all started at the Magnus Hirschfeld Institute of Sexual Science, and it was all run as a culture war against decency and humanity, and it was run by the Communist Party. And that's precisely what is happening today in America and around the rest of the world. It's the same exact Marxist, communist, anti-human agenda. Yeah, and we have our own government sending $800 million plus to a foreign government. Well, we have homelessness, we have street cities, tent cities, in these democratic cities, lined miles, streets of people living in, in tents and in the cars, and we're giving uh, millions and millions of dollars to uh, Ukraine for uh, Bill, because, it's, it's uh, billions. Our connected crime crime bosses. It's billions now. It's seven billion. It's up to seven billion plus. They just authorized another. Uh, I think it's like another thirty three million or something like that. It's it's more than double the average budget that we have for giving money to Ukraine. And, and uh, where does that money come from? Thin air? Yeah, it does. But yet we're, we're going to be charged interest, in, interest for it. It's going to be, again, national debt. We don't have that money to send, but they're just printing it and sending it, again, to destroy the economy. Well, when people... Well, okay, so people ask this question on social media. People ask this question uh, on late-night radio shows. That you know, It's, it's usually a, a left-leaning, progressive question. Well, we have all this money to spend on things like roads. Why don't we just take that money and relieve student debt? Here's another version of that question. We have $7 billion to spend on Ukraine. So why can't that money just be saved and put toward paying off student debt? Why is that money okay to spend? Exactly. 
I mean, the government uh, makes money off student loans. So that's one of the reasons why they will, they'll, they'll never get rid of student loans because they get, they get money from that. Right, well, right. When the Department of Education took over those loans, I just don't, this whole idea, I'm sure you've, we talked about this before, Mike, the, uh, the, 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 the viral post about Elon Musk and this new math that people have been doing where they're like, okay, he spent $40 billion, which first off, he spent $44 billion, not 40, but that's okay, $40 billion. And they said he's got enough money in that $40 billion to give every American a million dollars, and then he'd still have $7 billion left over. I mean, it, it, are, are these people honestly serious? Is this, maybe this is why the state of Florida has not banned, but stopped the usage of certain books that teach kids how to do math based on how to calculate their, their, their white supremacy. That's why kids can't do basic arithmetic. That's why people think a million times 330 million is 330 million. It's like, um, you know, again, it's that mentality where you're not even going to check, check your, your figures and your facts. You're just, just going to, again, probably off of emotion. It's like, Oh no, I hate Elon Musk. Look, look at all this money and not even doing the correct math or checking it before you post it. Just shows again the stupidityness of yeah. these, these people on social media. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, in in radio. Her name's Melissa. She does. Uh, she did the. She did a lot of podcasts on cults, and she's been on the show before. And I saw her comment on it, and I thought, well, she she pretty much summed it up. It was a question in the post. It said, "Why can't Elon Musk just give us this money?" And she said, "Quote because it's his." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's it. It's his money. He doesn't owe you that money." Exactly. If, if exactly. We, I mean, he's, he, go ahead, he's go ahead. a hard venture capitalist, okay? His goal is to make money. So he saw the, uh, what Twitter used to make, and then before it became censored, censoring people and allowing all this garbage on there uh, and losing millions of dollars a month. But he sees the value of it, right? So he buys it. He's going to make some changes, and uh, he's going to make money off of it. And he'll probably in the future sell it. That's what a venture capitalist does. I'm sure he probably cares a little bit about free speech, but don't put all your your eggs in one basket of one guy too. He's a venture capitalist. Yeah, and I think he's also doing it for the data for the robot and the Neuralink and the Starlink. And I don't think he's exactly. I don't think he's bad or good. I think he's just coldly calculating and machine like. But the but the whole idea is. I mean, even for someone like that, who's just kind of I'm I'm interested in making money. It benefits, which is what capitalism does. It benefits everybody. So, I mean, that, that doesn't make him good or bad, but even being neutral makes you bad to the extremists that think if you don't agree with them, then... I mean, I don't know what's more extreme than this. Listen to this clip from Amaze.com. This is for children, Mike. Oh, no. Another one. Whether oral sex counts as sex is really up to you. First of all, when she you listen to her... <laughs> listen to that voice. Oh, or, it's, or, it's, or it's up to Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, right? <laughs> That voice of like, hey, let's rewind and it's like, that. Yeah, that voice too. It's like almost like they want to sound childlike, uh, but it's in uh, still reading it. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's that kind of up thing. To, up to yeah, up to yeah. Like, you can do it. If you want to have butt sex, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean th- these people yeah. are. These people are. Ain't no so if you're like five years up. <laughs> these are flaming demons, is what they are. Whether oral sex counts as sex is really up to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Generally, through the. <laughs> What's that? 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's up to you, Mike. Whatever you want to do, man. If you want to do it, it's cool. Generally, yeah. through the ages, sex was assumed as vagina penile sex. But many people will choose not to have that kind of sex. Like me. I'm gay. So if sex is just a penis and a vagina, then I guess my boyfriend and I will never have sex. So for me... Oral sex is definitely sex, but ultimately it's up to you to decide what you believe counts as sex. Music in the background. I was, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. What is the music? Like this clown, clown, subliminal clown music. Like a Disney soundtrack from like the 70s or something. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's weird. God. You know what? If someone said, hey, Mike, we got a time. It, we're going to keep things that, that the way they are right now. We're going to have another Biden president. We're going to have a sec, uh, another Biden president after that. We're going to transport you to 2030, okay? Uh, do you want to go see what 2030 looks like if we would keep the current conditions the same? I'd say no. <laughs> no, I don't want to see what 2030 looks like with the same conditions because it's uh, a hell slave pit is what it is. And you know what? If you go to hubs of what used to be intellectualism, like a library or a bookstore, you see things like this. I sent you a picture of it. You remember what the name of that book was I found at the local bookstore here? That was on proud display at child level for children in the children slash young adult section. Incestuous sisters. Incestuous sisters. And I, I look at that. It's just like the... There's a lot of viral social media posts now just from like a from a Target or from a Barnes and Noble where literally every book is like Black Lives Matter, trans rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There isn't even like white Harry Potter. White people are bad. Yeah, white people are bad. I mean, I guess they had to get rid of the Harry Potter, though, too, because, you know, J.K. Rowling believes in science. So can't have that. White guilt. I, lo- I, I, I saw the same. I saw the same thing Christmas time. I was getting my dad a Grand Hancock book. Because uh, he likes them, and I was at um, Barnes and Noble in Altamont Springs, and the same thing. These books, you know, uh, come, uh, live up to your whiteness. You know, uh, all this this propaganda where they had them on display uh, in front of the checkout aisle, in the back of the checkout aisle, you know, propped up. You know, I'm just like, I just wanted to get my book out and get out of there before I. I started saying stuff, but you see, you watch, you look at these people that are working there, you know, and what are they going to tell you? They have no power. What are they going to say? You know, Oh, we'll take that book down, sir. You can't, you can't uh, express any type of, you know, maybe as a store manager, you know, if you wanted to, but even that, so there, those bookstores are under an agenda too. The only people, you know, and the thing, go ahead, go ahead. Just real briefly, like the esoteric section the uh, even the you know where they would throw in you know witchcraft ghosts everything like that paranormal um, it's so it's so small they shrink it every year it's just it's weird and I know it's popular it's popular for people for those to to, to get those books and every year they shrink it well not only it's, it's not only weird. I mean I I've not experienced a shrinkage of those sections most of the places that I've lived they have a lot of that because people really love it and especially in more progressive areas but what I've noticed is a shrinking of books that are meaningful like 
Manly P. Hall, people like Mark Booth, people like Israel Regardi, but you can find plenty of Aleister Crowley. You can find plenty of like lesbian sex witch orgies or one of one of my my personal favorites recently I've seen. And, and funny thing is someone actually walked. There's a couple of a man and a woman that walked in and the woman saw the book and she made some offhand comment about it, too. It was like uh, uh, it was like how to be a non-binary witch to fight conservative Nazis or you know something stupid like that. And I'm thinking, not only is that a book that somebody published and somebody wrote, but this is a book that some crazy wacko on drugs working at this bookstore put on proud display as one of their favorite recommendations. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you know what happens when, when you take puberty blockers, when you take hormone drugs, when you take things like antidepressants, these things literally, not only do they alter the chemical reactions and the chemical production in your body, they also stunt your brain's development. So when you put kids on this at a very young age, when they get older, even if they, they get off these drugs, they are mentally stunted. They, they, it's like they've got Down syndrome or they're actually retarded. And that's not an insult. Like People literally, their brains do not develop further. They're useless pawns and useless idiots, like Stalin said. I agree. I see these TikTok videos where it's like debate me and then they have their bullet points, you know, pro abortion, pro trans, pro Satan. And I always start off the conversation as, can I ask you what prescription drugs are you on? And then I immediately get booted out of the, out of the room. Drugs are good. They won't answer the, they won't answer the, the question. Like what, what prescription drugs are you on for? And I, if they let me do it, I, then I continue it. Like, uh, for depression, for example, anxiety, for suicidal thoughts, question mark, and then I get booted. <laughs> well, you know, when you have people that are, that are, um, I don't know, when you have people that are writing, uh, writing books and writing scripts that are made, uh, you know, into, into popular texts, into popular TV shows, and it's all the same thing, it's all pushing us toward the same end, you start to wonder, Where's the money coming from to finance all this? Because somebody has to be paying for the incest porn. You can get porn for free. Somebody has to be paying, you know, publishers. I can't imagine they're making a lot of money when they're catering to 2% of the population or less. You can't imagine that politicians are making any inroads when they're catering to 0.7% of the population in terms of trans. And yet they still have all this money. CNN can, can lose Three hundred million on development and a hundred million on infrastructure. They can lose half to a billion dollars on CNN Plus that collapses overnight, and they still have enough money to keep operating. Is are the banks just wiping the debt, or is somebody who's very wealthy who isn't in the Forbes five hundred financing all this? I'm not. I'm not asking you that directly. These are just like things to think about. Yeah, I think probably a mixture of both. This, this, this. Well, we know how the structure works. With the IMF, with these, with the World Bank, uh, they're at the top of the list, right at the top of the pyramid. But there's something above them that's a whole other show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then going down to these private uh, banks and these corporations who borrow money from these banks, uh, and then underneath that you have the uh, the agencies that um, basically do the work of the corporations, like the FDA, all owned by corporate interest. Basically, you get down to the bottom of the pyramid, it's the people, but uh, I do think that you're totally right 
the, 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 this money is coming somewhere where they can sustain it by either writing it off completely or there's just some, you know, uh, people with a lot of money, some hedge fund. Maybe, you know, you have basically the, the, the illusion of choice uh, of companies of, let's say, say you Coke or Pepsi is null and void when you have BlackRock and Vanguard and uh, the street, street, well, uh, there's another one, I forget the name, street sign or something. You have these hedge fund companies that own all these companies, right? So there's an illusion of, you know, oh, well, there's, there's competition. No, there isn't. Not when you have three companies, three huge hedge fund companies that own all companies, all business. And that's All not media. and that's not capitalism either. That ultimately becomes a form of like uh, corporate fascism. Exactly, exactly. And then you ask the you ask the average person walking the streets uh, if they know what BlackRock is and who is in charge of BlackRock. They won't know. They, they won't. Uh, they actually, know. it's African American Rock. You know what it is? No. You know what's funny is you know you know where Elon Musk is from, right? He's from Africa. South, South Africa, he, right? He's literally more African American than the crazy nut job black ladies on MSNBC. Yeah, worth worth. If you want to talk about you know all playing fields equal, you have all these talk show morning talk shows with these women, right? Um, liberal women like The View, super. I shouldn't say I should say super left leaning communist socialist women who. Uh, Gross. Have their own TV shows, right? And, and and support this agenda, put out this agenda. Where's the opposite side where there's like a, you know, leaning right, all women news show in the morning or whatever you want to call it. You have, and then they have this brainwashing where, you know, CNN uh, pays airports to show, to have, to, to run their news network through bus terminals and, doctor offices and airports, you know, that, that is <laughs> and you know, the show is, so pathetic. The show is hundred percent propaganda. It's not news. L- literally reruns of SpongeBob get better rate ratings than CNN does. Yeah, exactly. So again, again, literally, so how, how does, who is funding this company? It should have been bankrupt years ago. Well, here's a, here's, a, here's a question I wanted to ask you. I, I actually want to get into UFOs before we're out of time here. I want to ask you some questions about that because we haven't talked about that even off air for a while. But real quick, I sat down and I watched the American Horror Story. I think it's season 10 where they, they take pills. And if you're talented, the pills make you have this bloodlust, but you become extremely able to write and to you know write books or scripts and do things that... Like, a, you know, you write scripts and you become, you make TV shows that are really, really popular. And it's all because you're taking this pill and the, and the pure the blood is that you consume because the pill depletes you of nutrients and vitamins and stuff. So you have to drink blood to get them back. That's the craving. So they, it's like vampires. So they go drink blood and the, the closer you can get to baby blood, the more talented you, you become, the, the better you can express yourself. So I think that's, first of all, a metaphor of Hollywood. And it was kind of a grotesque episode, a series of episodes. But the second half of that season, Mike, was about aliens. And it was black and white. And they had Eisenhower and Valiant Thor and that whole alien UFO mythos, which was kind of, it was, I kind of liked it. But then there's like this sub story of these four kids, these teenagers or young adults. And the two guys are gay. 
And I just I, I sent you a picture of this. They get they all get abducted, and then they they get really sick. So the guy's like throwing up in the bathroom, and his gay partner's in bed, and his gay partner's like, you know, he come he comes in after throwing up, and he's like, hey, um, when's the last time I ate your ass? Literally, I double took and I had to rewind it, and I took a screenshot, and so then then apparently the men both get pregnant as well, and I'm sitting there thinking. I thought this was about Eisenhower making a deal with aliens. This is about ass eating and men getting pregnant. Oh my God. That is just, that is beyond words. I can't even, uh, that line there is just so nasty. Why are you eating ass? People don't, people don't get enough, you know, fiber in their diet. They don't get enough vitamins. Eat something, you know, that's healthy. Don't eat ass. Extremely sick. That's bacteria ridden. Are you kidding me? That's how people get cholera because they're they're drinking water contaminated with feces. It was all good except for that. It was like, and they they made a big thing. This one guy was Jewish. He had a and by the way, I didn't tell you this. His his partner, his gay partner, um, he called him his go, like toy goyim, literally in the show. And then they eat each other's ass and and I'm think and and I'm if you're just tuning in you're thinking what the hell am I listening to this is American horror story I mean I know it's gross and it's supposed to be it's a weird bizarre scary kind of a show but the alien season was supposed to be about aliens not ass eating and and gay Jews that have goyim toys it's already too late Ryan because a friend of mine we had this conversation uh, she is a mom of three girls uh huh. And in middle school, her daughter came home because she was asking me, she was like, uh, she wanted to tell me the story of her daughter came home and asked her what a um, rim job was mm. uh, because the girls were talking about it. And her mom was like, what? And she's in middle school. And so the girls are talking. So this is already, the, the youth is already exposed to this act that is not even in nature sexual right basically you know dirty for your body dirty for your mind it's already out there they already these kids in, in middle school already know what that is i mean there is there's no words for this i mean it's this is perversity depravity and there really is no other word for it than it's evil it's satanic and that's not a christian perspective it's just you know an unbiased objective perspective it's disgusting i mean here's the transportation secretary singing the gay uh, gay pledge with a bunch of kids. This is Pete Bootygig, who said, if you don't like gas prices, just buy an electric car. One Full of pride. Full of pride. Indivisible. Indivisible. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Yeah, we have equal rights. It's called the Constitution. Exactly. This saying that gays don't have any rights is absolutely wrong. They have full recourse under the law and state law and federal law. Yeah, absolutely do. persecuted for the sexuality. So how is this how, you know, again, it's an agenda. It's a pushed agenda. And, you know, these people that are complaining about, you know, first of all, in this country, we should, we have freedom of religion, right? So if you want to be a Christian, you can be a Christian. It's just, you, you have the right as an Antifa scumbag to be a Satanist. Someone has the right to be a Christian too, right? You're not going to take them away from it. Do they have a problem, these Antifa atheists? Satanists with Christians. And uh, if you have a right to practice what you believe in, then a Christian has a, pra- has a right to practice what they believe Damn in. Damn right. And that's you, what you, free speech you, is, too. 
And I think it's I think it's um, it's a much more complex issue than we can break down here in the next few minutes. But I think it really boils down yeah. to family structure, femininity, masculinity. I mean, we allowed what feminism was to become this perverted thing where we feminized men and we turned women into these machines that work for the state and produce, you know, more for the state and more for the corporations to pay more taxes, et cetera. We, we, we demeaned and degraded the woman to the point where now she's masculine. And now that they've gotten rid of the man and the woman, now they're going after the children. And we've allowed this to progress under the name of justice and equality, but it's creating the most unjust and unequal society. And they, they wish to move us backward away from having true equal rights for all people. And you're right. If you're gay, if you're anything, you have equal rights under the law. Period. And because people are ignorant of that, they literally scream, yell, protest, riot, and demand that new laws are passed to give them exclusive rights, which the irony is, like in California, their corporate diversity law was ruled illegal because it actively discriminated against other people who weren't homosexual. And the same thing also with Christianity. They try to tie it into white supremacy. There's Christians all over the world. There's Filipino Christians. There's yeah, Mexican yeah, exactly. Christians. It's a worldwide religion that has nothing to do with being white male based. It's a white male based religion. That's why they hate, that's why they hate it. <laughs> it's 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 total insanity. I, we've only got about two minutes here. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about UFOs. If you can keep the response short, but we have decades and decades and decades of all this incredible proof from nuclear missiles being shut down to military reports. And then Louis Elizondo comes out, the New York Times comes out, and now we've got you know declassified DIA documents, and we're all focused on the Tic Tac. Something strange here to me that, that that's the only thing that the UFO community is, is, is like, oh, they finally admitted it. They've been admitting it for like 75 years. Yeah, those people that you just named, uh, they fall into the David Wilcock camp uh, <laughs> of, of UFOs. The hey. complete fraud, CIA-based disinformation. Okay. Okay. So here in the last the last few seconds we have, I'm going to play you reverse speech of David Wilcock and Corey Good. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. Here's the here's the uh, we'll do the Corey Good first. This is from the show we did with David Oates. And they basically uh, restored who he was, uh, the ET consciousness. They restored it. So he looks like Gonzalez, but he acts like a completely different person. He is not the same person. And this is Serve Miss the Cons Big. Serve Mr. The Cons. The Cons. The Con is big. And here's David Wilcock. He says, scam it. And there is a there is a, a I'll fast forward through uh, it. Here he says, in mock it must scam it. In mock it must scam it. In mock, it must scam it. Oh, and mock. Sorry, not in mock. And mock, it must scam it. Require sand. Do it again. In mock, it must scam it. In mock, it must scam it. And scam it. Scam it. The con's big. But if you ran Louis Elizondo backwards, you'd probably find something similar. Makes sense. We've, we've known it for years. Con artists, scammers. I mean, that's pretty much what everything is. Now, everything is a con. Everything's a big scam. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on The Secret Teachings. I love having conversations with Mike because we can just have a conversation and we might disagree sometimes. That's okay. That's what free speech is all about. I don't attack Mike because I disagree with him sometimes and he doesn't attack me because 
he disagrees with me sometimes. That's that's what free speech is. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Not a problem, Brian and listeners. Have a good night. Yeah, do you have anything else to add in the last 30 seconds? Nope, but uh, we'll do some more shows in the future. Um, sounds good. So looking, forward, looking forward to it. All right, sounds good, Mike. Thanks so much. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the music tonight, White Bat Audio. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, TST, double underscore radio. Check out my books, our affiliate sponsor, Patreon, at thesecretteachings.info. Leave us a review on the podcast player. If you want the ad-free show, you want the montages, my digital books to download and read, early access to the show when the show is pre-recorded, and a private RSS feed, subscribe to the archive on the website. If you subscribe, if you buy a book, a water filter, donate a few dollars, you keep us on air, you keep us broadcasting, and we'll continue to bring you the content that we bring you five nights a week, as objective as possible. Tomorrow night, I think we have a very special guest joining us on the show. I'll give you a little hint. I'll give you three letters. L-N-M. Might be able to hear a little bit of a behind-the-scenes story, and that's going to be a pretty fun show if we can get that individual on. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. 